0: Hey readers, it's Miss Morelis. We're starting in chapter 31 of The Wild Robot, titled The First Night. The stars were out. A fire was crackling in the fire pit. Roz and Bright Bill were settling into their first night in their new home. This lodge is where we will live from now on. The robot plucked her son from his little woven nest, and placed him on the floor. I hope you like it. The gosling did like it. He liked that it was big and warm and peaceful, and he liked knowing that the forest and the pond were just outside. He waddled around, peeping to himself, and exploring every little corner of the lodge until it was time for bed. His mother carefully laid him on a soft cushion of moss, but he didn't want to sleep there. So she put him back in his little nest, but he didn't want to sleep there either. Bright Bill looked up and said, Mama, sit. Roz sat down. Then he said, Mama, hold. Roz held him. The robot's body may have been hard and mechanical, but it was also strong and safe. The gosling felt... Loved, his eyes slowly winked closed, and he spent the whole night quietly sleeping in his mother's arm. Arms, sorry. Chapter thirty-two: The Deer. The deer family did not run from the sound of the snapping twigs and crunching leaves. They had heard all about Roz and Brightville, and they knew there was nothing to fear. The Crown Point stood before his doe and his three spotted fawns and the family watched as the robot approached and the gosling, sorry, with the gosling on her shoulder. Hello dear, my name is Roz and this is Bright Bill. We are looking for a doe named Tawny. Crown Point moved aside and the doe silently steps forward. Mr. Fever, (laughs) sorry, Mr. Beaver helped us build the lodge, said Roz. "'And he thought you might help us grow a garden.' "'Mr. Beaver helped you?' came Tawny's gentle voice. "'You must have done something for the Beaver beavers.' "'I brought them fresh-cut trees,' said Roz. Tawny looked at Crown Point, and the buck slowly nodded. "'I will help you grow a garden,' said the doe to the robot, "'if you will let my fam- family eat from it.' The robot nodded in agreement." And then she quietly led Tawny back to the nest. So it seems like they've kind of set up a a barter system or an exchange system. One does something for the other in exchange for something else. Chapter 33, The Garden. After inspecting the grounds, Tawny asked Roz to remove all the dried brambles and weeds and leaves from the garden area. She asked her burying friends and moles and the groundhogs to dig through the dirt and loosen the soil. And then she asked all the neighbors to do something rather peculiar. Please leave your droppings around the nest. The more droppings, the richer the soil, the healthier the garden. As you can imagine, Tawny's request got everyone's attention. The place was soon crawling with woodland creatures curious to hear more about the garden project. And just like that, the robot was meeting her neighbors. The plan to help her make friends was already starting to work. There was a festive feeling around the nest that day. Animals were coming and going and chatting and laughing. After some pleasant conversation, each neighbor would choose their spot, leave their droppings, and be on their way, and always with a smile. We're happy to help said two smiling weasels after finishing up their business. "'It was our pleasure,' said a flock of smiling sparrows before they flew away. "'I shouldn't be much longer now,' said a smiling turtle as he slowly made his contribution. As all this was going on, Roz walked around and thanked everyone. "'I'm not capable of defecating,' she explained, "'so your droppings are most appreciated.' Once the grounds were fertilized, it was time for the plants. Tawny brought Roz and Brightbill out to the lush meadow. The, ro- the robot sank her fingers into the ground and felt the spongy layer of roots below the grass. Slowly, carefully, she rolled up wide strips of sod exposing the dark, wormy soil. She carried the rolls back to the nest and spread them out to make a patchy lawn. Then she transplanted clumps of wildflowers and clovers and berries and shrubs and herbs until the nest was surrounded by a straggly collection of plants. It's not much to look at now, said Tawny, but the grass will grow into these gaps, and the flowers and bushes should perk up in a few days. I'll return soon to make sure it's all taking root. Before long, this will be a lovely wild garden. Interesting that they, um, of course, they're animals, so they're not going to go to the garden center, right, and go shopping for plants. So it's interesting that they took it from one place to another, which is what transplant means, and that they were so sure that it would just grow around. guess so we'll see what happens. Chapter 34, The Mother Like most goslings, Bright Bill followed his mother everywhere. He was a slow, tottering little thing, but Roz was really in a hurry, and together they loved meandering around the forest paths and around the banks of the pond. However, they spent most of their time right in their own garden. You see, the garden was no longer scraggly. Thanks to the robot's careful attention, it was now bursting with colors and scents and flavors. Clearly, Roz was was designed to work with plants. Oh, Roz, you've been busy, said Tawny, as her family grazed on the wonderland of growing things. This garden is glorious. You'll be seeing quite a lot of us around here. Tawny meant what she said. Each morning around daybreak, Roz and Brightville would hear quite quiet footsteps around the nest, and there would be Tawny and Crown Point and their fawns, willow, thistle, and brook happily nibbling on the garden. The deer weren't the only regular visitors. The beavers became quite fond of gawning on a certain hardy shrub at the edge of the garden. Dig down, the old groundhog popped up to munch on berries. Broadfoot, the giant bull moose, came to chew on tree shoots. And of course, bees and butterflies were there every day happily floating through the flowers. There always seemed to be friendly animals hanging around the garden. It was amazing how differently everyone treated Roz these days. Animals who once ran from the robot in fear now stopped by the nest just to spend time with her. The neighbors smiled and waved, and sorry, smiled and waved whenever Roz and Brightbill wandered past. And at the dawn truce, the other mothers were eager to share their parenting advice. Make sure Brightbill gets plenty of rest. A tired gosling is a cranky gosling. When the wind starts blowing from the north, you must immediately get Brightbill to safety. North winds always bring bad weather. You'll never be the perfect mother, so just do the best you can. All Brightbill needs is to know you're doing your best. No gosling ever had more uh, a more attentive mother. Roz was always there ready to answer her son's questions or to play with him or to rock him to sleep or to whisk him away from danger. With a computer brain packed full of parenting advice and the lessons she was learning on her own, the robot was actually becoming an excellent mother. Interesting that, um, Roz is becoming a mom and that the animals are just kind of coming around and they're starting to think of Roz as part of their community. I think that's really neat. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye readers.